Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. Very excited to talk to you tonight about DC Fandom. Uh, been like busted at the seams like trying to like you know all weekend ever since saturday i uh i know we during the during the uh, event itself i know we were dming and i think uh, i got so excited about one panel i think i actually texted you and i was just like oh this is so awesome (laughs) yeah yeah i I, so my plan worked um i went in low expectations i thought it was going to be exactly how the crap show that was comic-con this year virtually played out again Mm -hmm. and it wasn't because they the attention to detail and the the thoughts of you know this is going to be an experience we're going to make it international this is this is an event and they they really followed through and everything i mean yes was it cheesy absolutely but at the same time i i'm sure a lot of us going into it we thought we would check out a panel here here and here Mm -hmm. i had the whole thing playing all day yeah same here background noise and then every now and then i would hear something and i would switch back to it and panels that i thought i wouldn't have any any interest in i was surprised by who got invited onto the panels Mm -hmm. and i ended up sticking around and overall it was it really did felt like a true experience that as close of an experience as you can get to actually being at a comic con type of event yeah yeah that that definitely was the vibe that i that i received as well that because you know we were talking about this on i think our show last week but also just offline about how you know we we've been missing that that event level thing in 2020 i mean there's mm-hmm. been op, you know obviously pandemic things have been shut down and whatnot we were hoping that comic-con would somehow still fill the void and granted marvel and dc were not at the event right so 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 the the big guys gals in the room weren't there to build that level of excitement but you know but how you know we we did have that comic-con experience because literally from one o'clock eastern till literally on sunday there were in 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 the top trends in the u.s and even probably worldwide there were things that happened at dc fandom that we you you would normally see during the comic-con weekend right like like i'm sure um a running hashtag was jake from state farm Mm. okay yeah (laughs) that was the big trend for the whole weekend yes forget about batman i was all about jake for state jake from state farm I don't mean to take the delight from the big Cape Crusader. However, Jake from State Farm came, he delivered, and I and I kid you not, at future Comic Con conventions, you better bet people will be dressed up as Jake from State Farm. Yes. Because <laughs> everyone every time he would pop up, you'd be like, Whoa, <laughs> oh, we're doing this isn't a one-off thing. And that's actually something else I want to bring up about the experience is it, it, it as much as we're keep equating it to Comic-Con, there's also something about this that I noticed about it halfway through where Comic-Con, all of the panels are the same thing again and again. It's just different cast, 
quote yeah. unquote different questions, but not really. Each of the panels were structured differently, specifically when they did bring out the big name celebrities. I mean, you had a cast of Wonder Woman play the werewolf game towards the yeah. end, even though they kicked off the um, panel at the beginning. You had um, people go through the the favorite moments of the of the series. I think that was the Titans panel, yeah. and and then the Flash panel on the flip side was all about what will season seven be. So I I also think they they smartly they knew it was streaming for twenty four hours, so they didn't want to repeat the same shtick time yeah. and time again. So every panel. And every time you would move your focus onto a different IP, it, it was it was rejuvenated by new faces, new people, and a new concept almost. It was. And, and another thing that I liked about the event, too, was obviously, you know, whenever we first got the schedule and saw all the big panels and, and things, they're like, oh, yeah, definitely going to see the Batman. I definitely going to see the, you know, the... Suicide Squad or Wonder Woman, etc. But there were a lot of the, the transitions in between the big tentpole events. Yeah. They had nice nuggets of uh, where they would have fan questions, and they mm-hmm. would have other, you know, have the actors from and actresses from the various properties answering those things, or or, or doing like uh, you know the flashbacks, or you know they had the uh, they had the, the nice little. Uh, I think the studio that did Wallace and Gromit had the little yep. Superman claymation cartoon as well. So, I mean, all throughout the event and, and of course, you know, how they just kicked off the event with having the, the international host to really get the global feel for this event. I mean, I thought that was just brilliant and it, it just really just hooked you in and really made it a true you know that they they had the hashtag for fans, and it really did make it a fan centric experience. Such that um, you know, once it got started, I, I really did. I just didn't want to go away because I was afraid I was going to miss something in those little nugget, those little yeah. segues in between the big the big panels that, of course, gets all the news. But there's a there was a lot of good content that was just put out there, and in, in, in between those big those big segments. Yeah, I think it was um, exploring the multiverse mm-hmm. is when I, I I stuck around for it and and I started I saw Greg Berlanti and I'm like oh he's here I thought TV was next month but oh, okay I'm curious and and they did a nice mix because everyone's in the same situation we are working however it's COVID. Theaters and release dates are all over the place. And we have projects that we've had to quote unquote shelve because they're complete, but we want to get the biggest bang for our buck. So we can't release them. And then we also have projects that we started and we haven't finished. And then we also have projects who we've talked about since 2014 rock (laughs) um, and have yet to deliver. And yet at the same time, I still felt like every time they 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 gave they knew how to create the balance of like reminding us of everything that they have delivered on mm-hmm. for the for the past few years and then also everything that that laying the groundwork for what could be 
um, go ahead. And and I and also just focusing on DC mm-hmm. allows them to explore all like go 360 degrees around this yeah. this product and say you when you come to this you're only expecting batman well we're going to talk about everything in between and all of this other stuff we're working on and almost make you realize just how how big that multiverse is mm-hmm. and everything that they've currently done which which i thought was genius i mean you even yeah. have harley quinn not not Margot Robbie, but Harley Quinn from the animated show. Yep, yep. Do a Q and A. That was my that was one of my favorite moments of the, of the weekend. I, I to, sorry, I was just gonna say she needs to be the moderator for every yeah. panel moving forward. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'm sorry, folks, if you missed it. I mean, I, I know uh, a lot of platforms were were live streaming as well and if, if, if they haven't gotten a copyright notice take you know take down notice by youtube you know go search for it because it is totally worth the i think it was about a 10 minute or so segment but you will you from start to finish you will be falling out of your chair laughing it was so good uh and, and if you've seen and i've about one and a half way through that series and it it totally captures it and if you if you're a harley quinn fan Go go check it out. It's super funny. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I did like that, and even yeah, and I like. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the point about how they really did do a 360 approach to to their IP, because obviously most you know, everyone was there for the Batman this weekend. I mean that that was the marquee event. They rightly held it uh, to the very end of the day, as far as the the, the the first go round of the fandom event, but you know there but there were things like for example the Sandman series and uh, which is uh, is going to be on Netflix and of course they did talk about how it got delayed, but at the same time they did share nuggets about how Sandman is going to be uh, instead of in, I think in the nineteen was nineteen fourteen they're going to up, update it to be present day. Yep. And in the current series, so you know, so Neil Gaiman talked about talked about that and 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 bringing this character, you know, to to another form of media. So that you know, so you had that type of thing. The 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 one panel that I was really excited about, I, you know, whenever we talked uh, late last week about the surprise DC Comics panel, we were wondering, you know, what could it be? Was it going to be you know, Henry Cavill showing up or Jason? And I didn't, you know, I'd really, I should have. Should have looked at it more carefully when it said DC Comics, and it truly was a comic, and it and it talked about Static Shock and 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 the Milestone comic line, and how how you know and for Blurreds this was especially in the nineties. I mean, this was a very monumental thing where you had a a line of comics that were that was, and I love the story how they how the African American creators as far as uh, and some and some of the other folks talked about how they were at, they were at, were at a comic con, and they were, you know, talking about creators getting together, and they came up with this idea, and then, you know, came up with Milestone Comics, and of course we had Static Shock, who was uh, had Virgil Hawkins had his own line during the nineties, and of course they had the, the kids WB show, 
and then the line went away. But Jim Lee, who's the creative uh, content creator for for DC now, is bringing the line back, and they're going to possibly have a static shot feature film. So you know, so that was a huge, huge bit of news there that was really great, and it really showed uh, how this was a 360 event, and also how um, you know Phil Lamar was like joking about you know he did the voice for work for the static shot comic books comic cartoon show and how you know of course they were trying you know make a little plug but also again to your point how they're are bringing some of their ip to other mediums not only film but looking at streaming platforms and comic books and you know young adult fiction and so many other so so many other ways they can get this out there so it really yes it was it a big commercial for a corporate entity that just earlier in the week laid a bunch of people off yes it was but at the same time it it, it definitely was a shot in the arm and we needed some just good content out there to to really get us you know recharge his fans again and and know that there that, that there is this broad multiverse beyond just batman the flash aquaman wonder woman all right all right well yeah, and on that note about the multiverse, let's let's talk a little bit about Wonder Woman because yeah. she really, in a way, bookends this whole thing. Um, Patty Jenkins, I lost track of how many times yeah. she popped up during this whole event, yeah. um, and rightfully show. I mean, they couldn't afford Gal. <laughs> I would assume, <laughs> but, but I not. This was this is again a very interesting situation because have they shot the movie? Yes. Did they yep. shoot it for now? What feels as if five years ago? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they haven't released it. But I I I like this because I've I've really I stopped watching the trailers. They stopped dropping trailers. And so this whole panel and every time we saw the cast. Um, I, I did start to get excited for mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984 whenever we will get it. And I think that the trailer they ended up releasing was the best footage I've seen at, to really get me excited. Um, remind me that Pedro Pascal is in this movie, which I always forget for some reason. I love Pedro Pascal for some reason. <laughs> I always forget he's in this movie. Um, and of course I'm choking. Couldn't choke while you were talking, Will. Only while I'm talking. <laughs> You're all choked up about Pedro being in the film. <laughs> no, no, I'm not because I keep forgetting he's in the film. That's <laughs> not what has me. But and and I think from the what I gather from not only what they talk about at the panel, but also in the trailer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So honestly, I had I had the only thing I remember about the first trailer was that it, it gave me Thor Ragnarok vibes as far as the '80s, and obviously it's Wonder Woman '84, and but I, I mean as far as the, the visuals of the first trailer. But beyond that, I, I don't recall much about the first one, and I haven't gone back to, to watch it. But uh, but this one this weekend, I, I was like, damn, this this is going to be good. Yeah, I. I think it it tells you Max Lord does something mm-hmm. because suddenly everyone gets what they wanted. And what is what Gal wants? Gal wants her Chris Pine back, which we all want. 
Yep, we all want Steve Trevor back. <laughs> and and I I for whatever reason I didn't pick this up when they were initially doing press that he's the fish out of water, which I think is a good spin. I mean, sequels always fall into that trap. We're going to do exactly what we did the first time around and it's going to work again. It's like, no, 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 you can't, you have to change it up. And so they're switching roles and everything. And on top of that, they're going to have Cheetah who's someone we don't know exactly yet, but who's going to be familiar with Diana and Wonder Woman and become envy. And so there's there's a lot of envy between these um between her and Diana. And she ultimately decides to make herself an apex predator, which great line, great sequence for how they delivered it. Um and then we get that badass fight scene at the end. We do. We do. And and one of the things that I liked about this trailer at is that it gave us a lot of great visuals, but it but it wasn't like I felt like they told me the whole movie in the two minutes that I was watching the thing. I mean, there's I still feel an element of of mystery, even though like you made a great point. There is they they have reversed the fish out of water. Now Steve's the one instead of Diana, but um, but as far as like what this story is about, I mean, we, we you know we we. we how how does Cheetah become so jealous and envious of Diana, mm-hmm. and and it, is she connected to Themyscira or is this and you know because we got that awesome scene at the very beginning where they had the, the games, yeah. and it was just a, you know gave us that epic sense of of that that world, mm-hmm. and 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 they carry it forward to. You know, 1984, Washington D.C., and the things that Diana's doing, and 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 the other thing that was probably that most favorite thing was just seeing how she she was using the lasso and and literally riding the lightning, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just reminds us that you know this character is a god, and and but it was just so iconic and just the way that they that they that Patty. Shot that, and how how the effects team brought that to life. So you know, I can't wait to see it in context with the with the scene in the film itself uh, when it when it finally does come out. But it was just all those elements about the trailer that really just got me super excited for for this film. And hopefully, it comes out at some point in the near future. But uh, you know, but mo- most likely to be twenty twenty one. But but whatever it does, my butt's going to be in the seat to see it. Yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you. I, I think that the trailer was, did its job and um, because it, it showed dialogue, which another trailer that we will talk about now didn't really have dialogue. Instead, it plays. I don't know what it is about these DCEU movies where they think, I'm just going to play a famous song and show you all. <laughs> footage and it's going to be sufficient and maybe one teaser line at the end yes i'm talking about justice league hallelujah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not feeling leonard cohen <laughs> i just i don't understand it um i back in the day when um suicide squad mm-hmm. came out 
everyone always raved about the trailers and I was listening to some reactions and someone pointed out, why is everyone excited about this? Um, they chose one of the most famous songs mm -hmm. to play over top of all this footage, but you don't hear anything. So you don't know the story. You don't like, you can't really, without hearing dialogue, you can't really tell if the actors have good chemistry. Right. And I'm like, yeah. So when I was watching this, I'm like, A, I've seen majority of this footage before. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Granted, better lighting, better, better. digital design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I've seen it a lot before. And so I'm not impressed. And I will say the moments that stuck out to me the most, despite all of that, were Cyborg. Mm -hmm. Cyborg. Um, and maybe that's because I'm more connected to that character now, having gone through two seasons with Doom Patrol and Vic, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. knowing the relationship between him and his dad. Yeah. So, so maybe that's, that's why. Now, am I going to watch the four-hour, four-hour extended Snyder cut of Justice League? Probably will. Not because of the trailer, but because I'm curious by nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And as uh, as much about, you know, we, there's there's the whole, we won't, I won't rehash all the Snyder Cut you know, move, movement and stuff. I will say I did like the way the panel had an opportunity, even though, again, it was, a little force a few moments but but it was very it was very sweet in no sense of having Zach and the fans interact um, and talk about the justice League release the Snyder Cut movement and also I think it was very good how they really made the point that a lot of this especially is going to go to suicide prevention as far as you know really raising the awareness about that issue and and some of the proceeds and th you know good out of this out of out of tragedy this good thing this project this coming forward and and, and can be used to help people as as and, and Zach is using this platform to do so so I did like those aspects of the of the of the panel uh, but to the trailer itself and. I even I think I even joked in our, our our show feed. Just 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 go ahead and just chuck the 2017 version of this film. Just just put it away. It, it's just it was just Big Brother, DC, Joss Whedon, everyone just meddling too much back coming in because this to me will be obvious. Well, it's sort of like the Richard Donner cut of Superman the movie. This will be the definitive version of this, and you know seeing Dark Side. How I felt cheated, you know, that we didn't see that the first time around. And and you're right, Vic's story with his dad, I do have a deeper connection to that character because of Doom Patrol. But but also just seeing the moments that they had in the trailer also provided me something new with the character that I feel clearly was undercut in the in the last theatrical release of this film. Uh, Barry and the Flash and Iris. I mean, we, it, we, you cast Iris West and you don't put her in Justice League, and you know, so I was happy to see her show up in the film, and and then also, of course, you know, Zach teasing that Barry's going to do something 
um, that he hasn't been done before as, as far as space time travel. So we did get some, you know, so we did get a little bit of, of tease of some things that we're going to see in this four hour uh, release of the film. So, yeah. or other project on HBO Max. So, so you know, so I, it was yes, a lot of it was footage we've seen before. Yes, we got teased. I think at the uh, Justice Con with uh, seeing and seeing Superman in the black suit. But I feel that with this cut of the of the project, we'll we'll finally see how it was really intended to to be presented and i and i got that feel from the trailer that this will this really will be a a very satisfying viewing when i finally do watch it whereas whereas right before i'm you know i I have i've watched justice league once and i don't intend to ever watch watch it again right right um i have not drinking that kool-aid i remain critical but I, I do, I do know. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the four-hour cut. It'll be whatever it's supposed to be. Satisfying. Again, low expectations because I never go into a Zack Snyder film thinking, "Hey, this is gonna blow my mind." Nope, yeah. it never happens. So I have to have low expectations going in. Fair enough. Well, um, I think, I think his. You know, obviously, he he always he will blow you away with his visuals. He is he's he, a very he's a very you know visionary director in that regard. Uh, even if even you know storytelling, but visually he 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 does he does have a flair. I don't know, maybe he's a bit heavy handed with the CGI, but yeah. I mean, I I could if you want to talk visual directors, then I mean. You got Christopher Nolan. True. You got yeah. oh man, I'm blinking on his name, but director of Doom, director of Arrival. Oh, uh, shoot me that name because it's right on the tip of my tongue, and we can't we can't focus on this. But it, it's hard when you have that as competition to say like blow you away with visuals, yeah. especially when those visuals are 100 percent CGI. But anyway, moving back. <laughs> Moving on to other CGI presentations, Black Adam, mm-hmm. The Rock. Okay, <laughs> this, this guy, so much freaking charisma. He he's one of the few people who can get me excited by just showing me like concept art. You know. They did, he did go a bit too long on this whole, I'm going to tease them. Is he an anti-hero? Is he a villain? Whatever. He, he, he's justice and the whole hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. You get it, Rock. But you've been talking about this movie for, since 2014. Yeah. Yep. This is the closest we've come to anything. Mm. Anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I also did not know this, and and I, for some reason I had buried in the back recesses of my mind that Noah Centineo got cast in the movie as Adam Smasher. Mm-hmm. So when he popped up, I was like, "Oh yeah, no!" Yeah. But what is with this trend? Everybody wants to do JSA now. 
Guys, if you want to learn about the JSA, just watch Stargirl about this point because they did it and they're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's amazing. The golden the golden age of DC is is like brought to the forefront and um, and they're yeah. So they're going to have Doctor Fate and Hawkman, Cyclone, and Atom Smasher. But you're you're right. Stargirl definitely did a, a very good solid portrayal. Of yeah, and and it's not that this, I'm not looking society, forward to this yeah. version. I just I feel I think it's funny, and and I think it's credit to the Flash actually, because the Flash introduced Jay Garrick and mm-hmm. who came it became a prominent character in that whole series, and so now we have a, both a show and a movie featuring JSA members. Good thing they got a long roster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good thing but but no i i you know he could have been selling us on i'm gonna read the phone book for two hours Mm -hmm. and i've been like i am so here for it rock yep yep (laughs) the rock is i think yeah he is one of those few individuals right now that regardless yeah you're right i mean he could be reading the the new york phone book and i'm there because he just he's just a natural showman and i and i i don't know i think was it the kevin smith interview or or was some something i was listening to recently where they talked about the rock and how he is just a hard worker and he'll just like show up and do the junkets and do the promos and stuff and, and just 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 the sheer energy of uh, of of an individual that he is and just the hardworking nature of him. And I think that's part of his appeal too. I mean, he, he, he really, whatever he's doing, he's a hundred percent committed to it. And, and that enthusiasm just, just, just bounces off the screen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It It is interesting to go from that and then into the Shazoom paddle. Um, I, I noticed that touch on the screen when yeah, I was watching yeah. that they called Zoom. I like it. I like oh, it. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's a different type of charisma, Zachary Levi mm-hmm. and The Rock. Mm-hmm. And, and Zachary Levi, the shtick went on a little bit too long. However, <laughs> the moment they introduced Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it. You guys, you got it. And and when Sinbad refers to Zachary Levi as John Krasinski, yeah. I have that. <laughs> I was, yeah. that was that was genius. Yeah. So freaking genius. I mean, if if only Josh Dallas was a bit um a bigger star, because Josh Dallas is who played, I think, originally that character in Thor. Mm-hmm. That Zachary Levi then played in the second one or something. They they were like ships in the night. That yeah. would have been really, really brilliant. However, I will take John Krasinski. You know, short, sweet, to the point. Mm-hmm. It was. Couldn't tell us anything. Didn't matter. I Zachary just Levi. <laughs> Zachary Levi. Yeah, but it, and it worked. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that that that, that, that he, he is a, has that personality that can just that can carry that four minute or so segment and then of course with Sinbad and I loved how they like you know played played the, the whole Kazam thing because yep. this is a play on jokes that 
you know, people still think that Sinbad is Kazam, even though spoiler alert, it should kill a nil. But mm-hmm. I just loved how they just how they milked that, and it was just a, a you know, again, it was one of those things. Less is more. You don't mm-hmm. need to have twenty minutes because I was, you know, I was thinking, look, you know, we were talking before we recorded uh, about listening to other commentators and stuff. And I remember prior to DC fandom, like I think it was like John Campia and a couple other people were grumbling about the, the, the length of the, of the panels and stuff. But, you know, but this event again shows how you can do a whole heck of a lot to sell your product and get people hyped and talking about it by doing just a very simple thing of calling something Shazoom and (laughs) dropping a John Krasinski joke and a Kazam joke. We, so that's interesting because initially I was also looking at the times and I'm like, why are these so short? They don't have anything to tell us. They right. can't. That we're in this weird COVID yeah. limbo right now, and everything they want to tell us, they they really can't. And and I get it. I'm always do not tell me things too soon because if you're not going to release it for two years, I really don't want to get excited. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like like growing up, and on your sixteenth birthday, you will get a car. Well, I'm only nine. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like a long time. So, so I I agree, and really, Comic Con, everything it does, it just gives people connection to the actors, to the creators, to the actresses. So, if you're gonna put Rock on green screen for 15 minutes. Yeah, I don't care what he's trying to sell. Yeah. <laughs> it's the rock and I feel and he's asking he's um taking questions from fans who've submitted them mm-hmm. or Zack Snyder is interviewing a fan who helped the Snyder campaign for his cut of Justice League. Yeah. I think I think that again elevates why this worked and whatever that shit show that was Comic-Con did not work. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. But we, yeah, and, and that's totally true. And we did, and we did get a little bit of news. At least the title of Shazam too, from which was Fury of the Fury of the Gods. And I heard Theory of the Gods. Thank you for correcting it on my rundown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, oh, Theory of the Gods. That's a weird <laughs> title. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so yeah, but but you're right. I mean, those, those all those little moments that we and we I don't want to repeat ourselves, but uh, those those were the nice touches that that having those fan interactions made this event work too. Yeah, and and something they 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 almost did a bait and switch because this wasn't a hundred percent movies. This wasn't a hundred percent video games. This was. Or not even comic books. I mean, to your point about shock, that is shock. Yeah. Um, this was just about DC fandom mm-hmm. in the fandom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost track of how many appearances Javisha had throughout this entire oh, event. Yeah. They, they are pushing her. And I was so glad to see not only her, but Carolyn Dryer's appear who's the showrunner and talk about what's ahead because guys think back not only a few months ago that woman was the biggest thing in mm-hmm. dc because of ruby rose's exit and we're bringing on the first african-american 
female lesbian superhero character who is brand new like this is caroline's vision and and from the little bits that we got i mean honestly my my one comment is anytime Drafisha would show up, I'd be like, damn, she's really pretty. And she I, really is. <laughs> she's <laughs> freaking pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because Javisha or Ryan, Ryan Wilder looked up to Kate Kane and then has finds herself in a situation that allows her to pick up the mantle. And, and, you know, we, we kind of figured that was, that was how it was going to work. And, and we still don't really know exactly what that entails. And the big question is, well, what about Alice? What about everything they did with Hush last season? And, and where they left it with the Kryptonian or Kryptonite? Mm -hmm. Um, and a Kryptonian, because yeah, because we have some girls' relationship. Yeah, I am too. I am too. I mean, I, I liked it, you know. Again, this some of the you know picking up on our theme as far as these these smaller panels that really explored gave us some good info. That Batman panel uh, where they had Javicia and and Caroline Drys talking about their adding to the legacy of the Batman mythos and and how uh, how how they're going to inter- integrate her new character Ryan into that universe, and then and also related to that um, in that same little block of time they had the Joker uh, retrospective too, where he had me had Jack freaking Nicholson. I was like, they got Nicholson to do this. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to come on and and uh, and, and 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 plug. That, that I think they're going to be doing this Joker retrospective on Apple TV, and so. So, and of course, Mark Hamill was there, and, and, you know, it's just, you know, of course, I had that moment where I was just like, you know, this is rest in peace, Heath Ledger, because just imagine if he were still with us and could talk about this iconic, his iconic portrayal of this uh, this particular character. Uh, wow. So that's, you know, so, you know, so that's another, a, another panel, uh, short thing that they did that I, that I really, really, really enjoyed, they were able to, to, to bring forward this weekend. Yeah. So here's here's another observation for you. I did did Superman did Clark Kent did they get an invite to this thing? Yeah. Or like I <laughs> every now and then you would see the Holy Trinity, but I was I kept thinking, well, we've gotten a lot of Batman, we've gotten some Wonder Woman, we've even gotten a lot of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which is basically Batman, but where the heck is our Smallville representation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm I'm really curious to see if if that will if that flag will wave during the second portion of this next mm-hmm. month, or or if there's a reason. It would just I mean we saw Henry Cavill for maybe one five seconds, yeah. and. No, he's not in prison. He is working on The Witcher 2. Thank the Lord. Yeah. But I, I just, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> we yeah. kept talking about, we're so proud of our heroes. We're not going to mention the one who's not here. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was a notice, noticeable absence of Superman. It definitely was. 
It definitely was. And, uh, you know, when I saw you, when I saw that on the rundown, I was like, I'm so glad you added that to, to that, our discussion, because yeah, I mean, as far as the, the Trinity, it was, yeah, he was, he was, he was noticeably absent. Uh, even though the rock, uh, definitely teased potential for, for maybe a, a Superman black Adam showdown. Uh, cause, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in 2034. Exactly, exactly. It'll be yeah, the Black Adam. Yeah, the, at the rate that they produce the that particular IP, yeah, it'll probably be 2034. <laughs> yeah, but what won't be 2034? Uh, but we don't know when it will be. Is is the 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 greatest? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. So we got the Batman. Yeah. Coming. Sometime next year. Don't really know when. Don't really care. We got the trailer. We got Matt Reeves talking about it. He went on a bit too long. Okay. Okay, sir. You can only repeat the same point five times and then I get bored. But I've seen the trailer so many times now. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at this trailer. Um, to your point earlier about Wonder Woman and everything it did right. I know way too freaking much about this movie. <laughs> And I'm excited, but I'm also resentful because it's not coming out for a long time. And this is only 25% of what they've shot. And I'm thinking to myself, then why do I feel like I already know how this is going to start, what the middle climax will be and how it'll end. But I'm also not mad at it because I really, really, really liked it. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this 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 uh trailer i mean when i was watching it and all i was everybody in the house was like i was going wow wow and everybody's like what's up because i was like this trailer it's just um it's 20 you know he's i know matt went long as far as setting it up and mm-hmm. damn you people i didn't i saw on twitter that it was trending i didn't go look at it so i uh because somebody leaked it Yep. Um, and it looked at the Flash TV one too. We'll talk about that in a bit. But he said, you know, you were, you know, whenever we were talking before, you mentioned, noted how he set things up. And he did. I mean, he, he, it went long, but he talked about his influences like with Chinatown and the French Connection and, and utilizing Bruce's, you know, fighting the shadows of himself and confronting the shadows of, of himself and in, in, in becoming Batman in year two. And it's not going to be a re- or, retelling of the origin story, but more going to be the origin stories of a penguin and, and, and hats off to the makeup team. I mean, Colin Farrell Jesus didn't even. Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. <laughs> I, kept, I kept looking and I'm like, wait a second. Is that him? No, that can't be him. Is that him? Yeah. And then I finally, people would, did the st- still images? I'm like, that what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not, it can't be, <laughs> but it is, and it's so beautiful. And just the the cinematography. This is dark, but with light. And and to go back to what you were saying, Chinatown, um, Seven is another movie that it reminds mm-hmm. us a lot of. Just just the setup and and what happens and the and the whole mystery of of the the horror of having your your whole face duct taped yeah. but i i just 
I, I really like that concept because they went all in as we're we're not doing Nolan's trilogy, but this nope. will stay grounded. We're we're going to have this really be about the hero. And I kept thinking about it and I kept thinking about it. The final line in the trailer. Um the final line being, you're a part of this too. Mm-hmm. And and it goes back to what Matt Reeves was saying is in regards to this is a personal story. So yeah. it's a mystery, it's a crime mystery. Mm-hmm. The the letters are being written to the Batman. And here's my theory. So I never knew a lot about Hush until Batwoman. And the 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 man behind Hush used to be a friend. So I wonder if they're doing a twist on Riddler where mm-hmm. he is that character personified. Mm-hmm. And so he knows who Batman is. And he also then twisted to say, why are you out here pretending to be a good guy when your family was a part of this corruption yeah. that is Ooh. in Gotham? Yeah. And, and I just, and I think that's the route. And I don't know about the Court of Owls. Don't tell me about it. But I did see a little thing that kind of was like, hey, did you notice that the card that they first find there's an owl on the front. Mm-hmm. I did notice that when I was watching the trailer again right before uh, we came on, got on tonight. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm like, oh, I, I hope that I, again, do not tell me about the Court of Owls. But I, I like it. And, and I also, I mean, the pivotal line in the trailer is, I'm vengeance. Well, that's that's not really a heroic like a hero's thing to do. That's not the hero pathos. Mm -hmm. So what I foresee is how does it change from I'm vengeance to I'm justice or I fight for justice. justice. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. That's a very good point because, and that was, you know, when Matt was setting things up, he did talk about how the public at this point are still very leery of Batman. Yeah. He's not the hero, you know, he, he's getting despondent because he thought he was going to be rooting out just rooting out the corrupt elements of this city and 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 he's seeing all this happen and and people are still like are he, is he really good? Is he evil? Well, why can't the cops do it? Yeah. Why does he have to put on a cape? That that's something that I don't think the other films have ever really explained is yeah. Why is he needed? Exactly. When they have a full Gotham PD, and and so there's that other scene. It's really quick where he's in the um in the station with the police officers, and they get into a fight. Yep. And, and so I think I think they're going to touch on all of that, and and I, I'm really excited. But then again, I feel as if I know way too much. <laughs> We know 25%. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm spiraling. But then again, I always do this where I always spiral and I'm totally off point. But um, this this was just so good. And and I honestly, I don't want to see anymore. I don't uh, want to yeah. see anymore. I don't need to. Yeah. I can watch this trailer every day until its release date and feel very satisfied. I, I'm there with you. I it, it did it served a purpose. I just just finish it, the, the balance the 75 percent and just get it, and let's just get it to the theaters whenever it's safe to do so. Uh, I'm I'm there with you. I, I I got what I needed from from 
from what I saw. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and what was, what, and, and how, and what Matt Reeves told, told us during the weekend. I, I'm, I'm there. I, you don't need to tell me anything more on this. I know I saw some people saying I'm tired of Batman, but this is just, honestly, this is just a thing that this character needs at this point, to be honest. I get it. I think we can all say tired of Batman, tired of Batman, but for whatever reason, they keep finding ways to reinvent this character mm-hmm. and make me interested. Yep. And make me feel as if, oh, I don't I don't need that. I mean, I remember I didn't see Batman Begins in theaters because I I grew up in the nineties and those Batman movies not so good. But but then when I saw The Dark Knight, I was like, Oh, okay, mm-hmm. they're reinventing the character. They're reinventing this city and this story. Yeah. And and for whatever reason they can do that with Batman year after year after year. They can never do that with Superman. Nope. <laughs> you can't. Hence why he wasn't invited. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another character that they're finding ways to reinvent, both on the small screen and in cinema, is the Flash. Yeah. And you know what? I I was we were all making jokes. Are they gonna address the Flash in the room? with Ezra Miller. They didn't. But for whatever reason, when he was on camera, I I remembered why I initially liked Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He Yeah, I I I'm the same way. I was like, okay. Oh yeah, that thing that happened back in Iceland. Oh, but yeah, I mean, Ezra the quirky, goofy 2020 version of Nick Cage. I mean, he, which, you know, <laughs> he played it well. Yeah. Yeah. He even wants to meet Nick Cage as yeah. a flash. And, you know, not not Superman Nick Cage, but just right. flash. Or, yeah. 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 But <laughs> I also found it interesting um, leading into this event, we got major announcement news regarding his upcoming Flash movie that we're never going to get, just like Black Adam. But um, we we got that announcement, and yet really no mention of it. Yeah. I mean, we saw one, one image, a minor note about it, but not really. This wasn't the focus. In it. And I appreciate it because, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just putting together the pieces. They're not ready to really talk about it. They don't. Yeah don't have a title they can't do a shazoom a flash zoom so so they didn't really address it and and they honestly left it more up to the cast of the flash on the cw to really talk about the story that they're brewing for 2021 yeah yeah. (laughs) okay so here's my first question for you will yeah the flash panel Mm -hmm. has that cast watched the first half of season six if they did, it probably felt like a lot like we did, which is, uh, just get us to crisis already. <laughs> I don't know. They kept answering questions and referring to I will 6A. Say, and I, was well, like, I, will, I will say there were elements of 6A. I did like blood work. Uh, I thought it was a very compelling character. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, the death of the speed force was a good angle and, 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 and all leading up to, uh, leading up to crisis, so I mean, there were there were some uh, good pieces 
of of that uh, of six A. You but, remember the episode that neither you or I could really get through, where they were running around from zombies. Oh yeah, I try to black that one out. <laughs> and I can't remember the rest. I remember that episode and the the final testament of Barry Allen, the last testament. Where yeah. him and blood work really get into it. That's all I remember from six yeah. A. That's <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah. I remember blanking out the one and then like yeah, the death, the death, the last, the last. Uh, that what was the last temptation of Barry Allen? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Last yeah. temptation. And and I so I thought it was funny because when they released their trailer, I was watching and I'm like, have they even started filming? This is a lot of new images. Wow, so what? Here, have they- doing so this was 620 remember COVID exactly. cut. yeah so they're pulling the titans except they <laughs> except titans intentionally decided to hold their season you know their show until the yeah i was going to say there i wouldn't equate that necessarily to yeah. pulling the titans yeah. considering intentional yeah. or not yeah. but um no i recognized that when they when they were talking about the panel and i was like oh yeah okay now i get it now i get what they're going to be doing um it, it just makes me more mad at covid because i i would have probably really appreciated 620 <laughs> yeah yeah me too me too i do want to go back to something you said the how the flash movie really lean in on the flash tv show and tie it back to the multiverse conversation um that uh, walter hamada jim lee and greg berlanti had and it was the the whole utilization of of the speed of of crisis and the multiverse and how um the flash through really builds on how the flash really is the integral part i know there's a trinity but the Flash is sort of the glue that holds the whole multiverse together. Because, damn it, Barry, is a line we joke about all the time. But between Flashpoint and the original Crisis on the original crossover where the Flash of Two Worlds comic book, where we the multiverse was established, really, you know, we, we got to see that play out here in 2019-2020 with Crisis on Infinite Earth with Ezra Miller and, and, and Grant Gustin's version of that and and i liked how you know utilizing the tv show as a way to open to to finally break down this crazy wall that dc had earlier to allow them to 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 utilize these characters in 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 multiple places but also walter might have made a good point too is that we're not going to overdo it either right so so so, we, you know, so you know, we're not don't don't. It's not going to be like the Marvel crossovers in the MCU where we're just like, oh, it's just a given. I mean, I, you know, I, so I like the way they're going to differentiate oh, themselves from that. <laughs> uh, I'm not throwing shade. It's just a, it's just a fact. I mean, I'm glad that they're not going to overuse it. But getting back to the Flash TV show and the trailer that we did see, uh, it was 6:20. I know Eric Wallace, the showrunners, said that many. Things leading into season seven will were were Easter eggs in in that trailer, mm-hmm. and 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 then one of the you know speaking of the flashes in the room, uh, one of the other issues that we have with the Flash is uh, the whole issue of Hartley Sawyer, and and so 
today there was a, a follow-up article from the events this weekend about how they're going to continue keeping Sue, who was a character that we, we met in 6A. Um, sorry, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in in the show, and apparently they're going to do. Some, they're going. It seems like they're probably going to. They're going to put the elongated man on the shelf, so so they can eventually recast the character. But um, so, but you know, but obviously uh, the other thing, thinking about this trailer, and of course Ralph was was in six twenty, um, would have been as, if it were had it had been released, do not without COVID mess it up your production schedule um i think they'll you know they'll have to do some i don't think they'll do the marty mcfly back to the future 2 kind of read job <laughs> but they will have to do some creative editing i think to deal with to deal with that character given that obviously hartley was fired um but i enjoyed the flash trailer i mean you, you're right it, it it did remind me of how 6b really did get cut short and they were really building to something very special i thought with with the, the back half of the sixth season yeah yeah i again it just makes me more excited to return to return to also harassing you about everything this show does wrong even though <laughs> it has a special place in my heart so leave my um my reticle at the door I, I do I do love the Flash. The Flash has one perfect season. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody one does. To seven. <laughs> but I I just I I'm I'm a sucker for TV shows. So hate it, love it. If you've had me, they've been in my lives for for six more than six years now. So yeah. the Flash um, is responsible for us sitting here talking tonight. So <laughs> kinda. I, I mean, in a way, I think there's a lot of different TV shows that are responsible for that. Um, but you you are correct. You you read something I wrote when I wasn't so pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to move on because there's yeah. so much to cover. And, and yeah. we do have another show that I love. I just love to, um, to sh- throw the mud at um, Titans. And, and I do have to say. For as much crap as I give this show, season two was good. It was. Looking back on it, listening to them talk about it, seeing Crypto, my man, um, my dog, and, and Connor, it just, they did so many things right in that season. Mm-hmm. And and the tease that we get for the next season and the Red Hood. Yeah. That was a tease. Like, you don't even have to see concept art or anything you don't have to make a big deal about and drop a two-minute trailer but knowing that they're going to do that with jason todd i just i'm like okay i'm I'm ready for season three of titans yeah me too me too also we uh speaking of season two and some great character things that uh, happen uh with starfire and blackfire and Blackfire is going to be a regular this this season. The sisters, the yes. sisters. I was I had completely forgotten about it. And then when I saw, I saw the the actress who plays Blackfire on one of the mid afternoon panels, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And then we see the Titans. I'm like, oh, okay, there. 
see it's in Starfire, she can, remains my favorite in the entire show. Mm-hmm. And so knowing it's going to be, there's going to be a huge focus on her and her sister. Yeah, yeah. So we get that. This is going to be my season, Will. My I season. think it is. You stuck it. You 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 stayed with the show, and your and your your loyalty is going to be uh, going to be paid off. And um, yeah, so I thought those Barbara that, Gordon. I mean, yeah. Commissioner Barbara Gordon. <laughs> yep, we got Commissioner Barbara Gordon. We're going to get Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. And of course, it will, you know now you know at the end of last season we see you know Dick grow into into Nightwing. So we're going to have Nightwing. I mean, it's just I am really looking forward to Titan season three. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I just, I love it. it. Again, these panels, all they did was just remind me why I love this genre and mm-hmm. why I love different, all of these characters. I, I even love to hate them. I like, I like to criticize them, give them a bad time because the stories underneath all of that CGI and makeup are really good. And, yeah. and I, one of the one of the panels touched on this, and you and I have talked about this. These stories are the myths of our generation, of yeah. this, of right now, and and they are so compelling because they are they do go back to Shakespeare and mm-hmm. and how he wrote his plays and and just the the thematical elements of that and the Greek mythology of people having the abilities and sacrifice and all of that. And so it's just, it makes me excited. And and beyond that, it's fascinating how I am not a gamer. But when they showed the trailer for the Gotham Knights, yeah. I was glued. And I've rewatched that trailer now a few times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was the same way between that and even Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Uh, I mean, that those two, I'm like, okay. My nephew Allah was here this weekend, and he was like, he's he offered me his PS4, and I was like, after seeing those trailers, I almost took him up on it. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, you're man, like this is gonna be cool. I, they're doing things, and and again, even that trailer teased some owls, but mm-hmm. but I don't know, I don't know. I just I like it, and and it's funny. We're going through the rundown, and we're about at the at the place where I'm just like, okay, random thoughts, hero shows, whatever. And I realized I skipped a big portion of the whole event. I, I, I didn't make an independent section for Suicide Squad. And I don't know why, Will. I don't know. It, I don't, I don't think, I think you still are, we're still can't get the David <laughs> version out of our head. But I, Suicide Squad, I th- this was another one that the behind the scenes trailer mm-hmm. that they dropped. One, mm-hmm. you know, it's one James Gunn. Uh, he 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 can do no wrong when it comes to producing an ensemble cast film. Yeah. I mean, he you know he took a, a group of F D Z list. Marvel characters and, and they're you know and we know them now, so the potential that we see in this making of the Suicide Squad film just uh, it it was just amazing. I mean, I'm just like this is another one of those like okay, get my ass in the seat, go ahead, take my money, 
because yeah. you know obviously you have I mean you it, it, it it's it's the yeah Guardians of the Galaxy meets Dirty Dozen meets meets seventies gritty war action film Apocalypse Now I mean it's just it's just amazing and I love the 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 way that, that panel was set up with the you know where they had the roll call of all the cast and then it had the 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 the, tea, the trivia game with all the characters and then Storm um, uh, Storm forget it blank on our last Storm Reed Storm Reed shows up and you know drops a question and and you know of course Storm Reed's Bloodshot's daughter and how they all interwove and all those things in there I mean that was definitely one of the highlights highlights of the of the weekend for me as well as far as this event. Yeah, I I've rewatched the behind the feet um, scenes footage not as many times as Gotham Knights for some reason, but <laughs> <laughs> and and I liked it. I am still gonna remain skeptical because as much as I think James Gunn brought us Guardians of the Galaxy, as you said, and everyone going to Suicide Squad was like, oh well, this is DC's version of that, and it wasn't. Um, but, but now to get the man to do both and Mm -hmm. he wants to, and he knows this universe and he's going to sell us on polka dot man. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see freaking polka dot man. I just see it. (laughs) And David Dushmachlan is like the best person. I mean, what what better person to cast as him? (laughs) Right. Right. I, I just, I, I love that. I, um, and like what you were saying Knowing it's gonna have this weird twist with Dirty Dozen and and set in almost a war a lot war like war zone, not in a big city but a war zone. It makes sense, but it also doesn't take it too seriously. And I think that's again, I have not watched Suicide Squad, but I've seen the trailers. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I, and and I think it did. I think they tried. David Ayer does lead into like dark, serious melodrama, and these characters are D E F G, Weasel. So the W list. Yeah. And and they they can't. You can't. And and I don't want them to. But but I hope I hope that the cast at the end of the day isn't too bloated, and I hope that the characters who are supposed to work thematically and really hit you in the gut when they die, that occurs. Because that's that's the one thing I'm always a bit anxious on with large cast is we know they're not all gonna survive. Right. And you can't you can't have the deaths just because I need more time for Holly Harley Quinn. No. no. You know it, it needs to be useful. Exactly. And that was the other thing that I noticed the way this one has been portrayed too is a whole hell of a lot less of Harley and a whole hell of a heck of a lot more King Shark. <laughs> King Shark was another so people who showed up in everything this weekend, WCA Leslie, Jake from State Farm, and King yep. Shark. <laughs> yep. Yep. But mainly Jake from State State Farm, who maybe we could have a panel between Jake from State Farm and King Shark. Yeah, yeah, that's the ultimate panel right there. I'm just <laughs> saying. Let me stand over. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> no. Um, and and again, it's another another time when I'm thinking here, and I'm like, wait a second, that's John Cena. I yeah. forgot he was going to be in this movie. <laughs> There's so many things that they've announced that I've completely yeah. forgotten about. I, yeah, like Nathan Fillion, I forgot he was going to be in this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know anymore who who can keep track, but to to have this coupled with the video game genius. Yeah. It um, was. Especially the video game where where I think another thing James Gunn is gonna do right is he's gonna really make us understand why these characters with their very odd abilities can do any good. Um and put that on the cinema while the video game is going to be about the characters doing the impossible and taking on the justice league. Yeah. So, so just great marketing overall. It was. Yeah, it was totally great marketing. Speaking of great marketing, one panel that I I definitely wanted to talk about too, that uh, before we, before we wrap up is, is the, uh, the boss panel. Uh, with Candace and yeah. the Fisa Williams and uh, Fisia and and uh, Chantal Thuy from Black Lightning as well, and I mean, just I, you know, one of the other things that I really appreciated about this weekend was how it was really, uh, really highlighted the the not only the multiverse, but also the, the multi-ethnic nature of the heroes that we have in, in this universe now. And, 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 and really, it, it really embracing that in, in a, in a positive way. Oh yeah. And, you know, because, you know, you mentioned, you know, of course, Batwoman being a fast, you know, black lesbian black character, but, you know, actually, you know, don't forget, you know, we had Nafisa Williams play Thunder on Black Lightning, you know, right. she, you know, she was the first, and I, I, I didn't meant, mean superhero. I meant Batwoman in particular. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was just you know those those moments from that panel, and of course, of course, you know, Candace, you know, her voice has resonated a lot, and all the shit that she's taken over the years from fanboys and stuff, as far as her being cast as Iris, and so. And, and, and that that panel was just so. I I really was encouraged. It really was just um, uh, just very uplifting panel that that I was happy that they they put that together. And then of course the after party with D Nice on Instagram was so dope as well. But but also just but for me as a blurred, it was just uh, it was. I just really really appreciated that and and. And I'm glad they had that, and really, and then also Jim Lee, and when he had um, with a uh, pink chain, Chan with with the uh, Asian, and but also, you know, again showing a representation that for all these characters, and and the, you know going back to Milestone and stuff. So I mean, again, it was just truly, it truly was a Ford of fans DC fandom event where everybody, it was something there for everyone. And everyone could really get something from from the weekend beyond just the big trailers that we that we've spent you know time just talking about as well. Yeah, and I think it was a reminder of everything that DC has done in terms of representation and bringing characters who 
are diverse and from a lot of different cultures and who have been underestimated and competitors, arguably, um, that they've done it. They've yeah. had all of these. I mean, they've had the first transgender superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Super, and, yeah. and they continue to break those boundaries. And so it's not just like, hey, we're going to have this big fandom event. And with everything going on in the world today, it's very important that we we bring bring out our black actors and actresses and have all of this talk. But no, we're going to back it up and remind you, we've been breaking down these barriers for years and we yep. will continue to do so. Yeah. And we'll continue to allow everyone's voices and perspectives to be heard and woven into this multiverse. So so I, I agree. That was that's a panel that I had it been any other year or this been structured differently, I cannot guarantee that I would have gone. I cannot guarantee that I would have that would have been put in my face, but but because of how they structured this. I was there, I was glued in, and and I'm more thankful for that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is it for, for us and for Jake from State Farm. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, short. Gonna be the last one. <laughs> Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me hanging out with Jake from State Farm at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. I was supposed to have the last reference, you jerk. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at SJBelmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>